Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. So we are in uh, week two of Bless This Home. Everybody say, Bless This Home. Uh, Last week, uh, we talked um, about being hungry and thirsty for righteousness. So we're going through Matthew 5. Maybe open up to Matthew 5 someday and look through there. And uh, you can see these Beatitudes, these these amazing statements that Jesus says, if um, blessed are those. And so today, maybe you're, uh, you're with us for the first time. We're glad that you're here today. If you, will, if you have the YouVersion app, uh, you can look in there um, on the far right corner on the bottom. Uh, go to events, and uh, you can follow along with the sermon there. There'll be the notes in there. There'll be uh, scriptures. There'll be announcements. You can even give from there. Um, so you can open up to that. If you can't get it yet, we're going to have Wi-Fi for you soon. And uh, we'll take care of that. It's, it's coming. Um, we just did a couple little steps and we'll be there. But today we're going to talk about Bless This Home, part two. And we, uh, have you ever been, have you ever been robbed? Anybody ever, anybody ever steal anything from you? Okay. I remember uh, when I was younger, um, I got a bike for Christmas. And I left it on the front porch and uh, this was maybe into January a little bit, and someone stole my bike. It's not fun, is it? It feels like you're being robbed. You're, you're being robbed of something. This is my bicycle. And I remember all over town, I would drive around and drive around to find this bicycle. And I saw a few people driving the same bicycle. But I never stopped. I'm like, I wonder if that's my bike. Is that one my bike? You know... We think about this, and we think about our homes, right? So I, I love that, that we all come in this place this morning, and we're all from different backgrounds, aren't we? Our homes all look a little bit different, right? Maybe you're a single parent, maybe um, a blended family, uh, maybe you're single, maybe you're in college, maybe you're in high school, but, but all of us look a little bit different. But I believe that this message w- applies to every person in the room. Maybe you're a senior, maybe, maybe your kids have been out of the house, maybe you're a grandparent. Any great-grandparents in the house? Come on, let's give it up for our great-grandparents. But just like we want to protect our stuff, I believe as Christ followers, we want to protect our family. We want to protect our kids. And you know what? We want to protect our church too, don't we? Amen. We want to protect the people in our church. Not just from physical things, but that's important. But from spiritual attacks from the enemy. From things that that aren't morally right. You know, we want to protect our kids' hearts, don't we? You know, I think about Emma and, and her heart. She's nine years old, and we go to great lengths at helping protect her heart. That's one of Tara and I's biggest jobs as parents. So if you're a parent in the room today, I'm going to talk to you. If you're not a parent yet, I'm going to talk to you. If you're a grandparent or a great-grandparent, I'm going to talk to you. Let's jump in here. You know, God wants to protect us physically, doesn't he? 
We're all thinking about this coronavirus, right? Lord, protect us physically. But, I got the sniffles. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got it when I got back from China um, last week. Just kidding. But God also wants to protect us spiritually. Right? Because we have an enemy who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. In John 10.10, but Jesus says, I came to give life and life more abundantly. So there is more. Let's look at Matthew. This is where we're going to kind of start today and where we'll finish today is Matthew 5.8. If you want to open up your Bible or if you, uh, you're in the app. It says this, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for allowing us to come together, giving us a space to come and learn about you, to come and worship you. We pray that today, Lord, that you would speak life. Lord, you would help us understand what it means to be pure in heart. And help us understand how, what that looks like in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. You know, a lot of us think about heart when we think about our emotions, our feelings, maybe our attitudes, our morals. You know, have you ever, have you ever had, said the saying, they have a good heart? Anybody ever used that before? I've used it before. They have a good heart. I can tell. But you know what? I'm here to tell you today. Without Christ, there is no such thing as a good heart. There's no such thing as a pure heart. There's good intentions, right? There's people who say, well, I'm, that person's good. That person's bad. But without Christ, there isn't good. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And maybe you can add in brackets at the end, that's good. <laughs> But it's important that we understand that in and of ourselves, we are not good. And that's kind of hard to, to, to say sometimes. Like, well, I was good. I, I served yesterday. Can we throw, I don't know if we can throw that up yes, from yesterday, uh, Blake, but people served yesterday at the uh, at Fired Up Frostproof. Can we give it up for our serve team that's always doing something? Yeah. And that's just, that's just half of them because then the next group came along. But you know what? Just because we go out and do good things doesn't always mean that we are good or pure. But without Christ, there's no such thing as, as a pure heart. Look what it says in Jeremiah 17. Let's look, let's look back in the Old Testament and look at this. It says in Jeremiah 17, 9-10, The heart is, a, is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. So, think about that for a minute. The heart is deceitful above all things. What does our heart look like this morning? Where, where is our heart? Where are our emotions? Where, what is the intention of our heart? We talk about this a lot at church, don't we? I think it's one of the most important things that we talk about and we talk about it often and we ask God to challenge us in our intentions, our motives. Look what it says in Ephesians 4, 18 
And then we'll, we'll hit 19 here in a minute. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their the hardening of their hearts. Darkened in your understanding. Have you ever walked into a movie theater and it was sunny outside and you walked in and you couldn't see anything or vice versa? Have you ever done that? I don't go to movies, Pastor Landon. We don't do movies at our house. We just do Netflix now. Um, but you're walking, and guess what? Our eyes, at first, they're not adjusted to the lighting. Right? Maybe you walked in this morning, and maybe you were a little late, and the, the lights were dim for worship, and you're like, what's going on? And then your eyes adjusted. Could that be the way our homes are sometimes? Is that the wrong and the corruption and the heart issues in our home, we eventually just get adjusted to it. And guess what happens? Our hearts begin to darken. And we begin to be separated from the life that God has called us to. And guess what happens down the road? Our, our hearts are hardened. They're adjusted to really what the enemy wants. And then here's the next verse, verse 19. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to the sensuality, to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. And they are full of greed. Now Paul is describing someone who is adjusted to darkness. Right? You go in, you know, at night, I went and watched the rocket launch, um, just up the street from my house uh, this week. It was, at a, it was late at night. And at first I couldn't see, but then my eyes adjusted. I was in, and I could start seeing little details. I could start seeing more of the stars. Are your eyes adjusted to the wrong things of this world? Are you opening your eyes and allowing the darkness to come into your home? and in your space, and in your kids' lives, and your grandkids, and your great-grandkids, your college dorm, your apartment, wherever you are. You know, you say, well, I, Pastor Landon, I wouldn't intentionally hurt my kids. I wouldn't intentionally do it. But you know what? There's a lot of us who allow little things in to our homes that will hurt our kids, will hurt our family. You know, we hand, we hand young people these, right? We hand them these and, and there's no protection on there and, and they, they can read and see anything in a moment. Hey Google, show me whatever. Or hey Siri. And are we, are we helping or are we hurting? Are we allowing our young people to go off? Is it, oh, she's 14. She's good. I'll let her go off with her boyfriend in his car alone. You're like, Pastor Landon, you're old school. Yeah, old school. 
I'm old school. So we have to be careful what we allow in. We have to be, say, Lord, where is our heart at? You know, and, and I believe even in what we watch and what we see and what we listen to, kind of like now there's like this new normal, right? There's like a new normal. Like in the 50s, they were embarrassed if this happened. Now it's like, oh no, don't be embarrassed about anything. Everything goes. I think we have to ask God to, to show us, to give us his light, that we don't adjust to the darkness, but our eyes are opened by his light. Amen. I'm not here to be critical of anybody. I'm just here to bring his word to you. And maybe challenge us to raise up and raise a standard in our homes, in our community, and what we're doing. You know, our key thought last week was we're not just a Christian family. Remember that? We're not just a Christian family. It's on the, it's on the front of your bulletin today. You know, that's really a name-only thing, right? Culturally, hey, we're this, we're that. We're, we're a Christian family. You know, 80% of Americans say they're a Christian family. Why is there so much, so many issues in our country if 80% of us are Christians? But really, we are a Christ-centered home. We can't just say we're name only a Christian family. We need to say we are a Christ-centered home. Amen. Amen. Look at this. Awesome. Three people. Good stuff. That's like the typical pastor joke. You know that, right? It makes us feel better. It makes someone laugh. But let's look at what it says in Psalm 119 about this. Look at this. Psalm 119, 9 to 10. How can a young person, everybody say young. Remember when you were young? Your knees worked good. Right? You didn't groan when you got out of bed. Right? You could run, you could jump, you could jump off high things. I cannot jump off high things anymore. It hurts. Right? But remember when you were young? Look, look what it says here. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? The psalmist is asking a question here. By living, he, and he's going to answer it, by living according to your word. That's pretty straightforward. Look at this. Verse 10. I seek you with all my heart. Imagine this could have been David out with the sheep. Who knows, right? And he's saying, how, how can a young person like me be pure? Maybe, maybe some of our teenagers or young adults are asking us this morning, right? Because there's so much coming at you online, maybe on Instagram, Facebook. Maybe he's got to delete it. But you're asking, how can I be pure, Pastor Landon? I want to be. My soul longs to be, right? We have this struggle between our flesh and our spirit. And my, my flesh is saying, I want to go and do this. My spirit is saying, I want to follow Jesus and I want to be pure. How, how, how do I do this? By living according to your word. And then 10 says, I will seek you with all my heart. The psalmist is, is setting a declaration. He's, he's declaring Right? Remember 1776? Anybody, anybody back? Anybody back grew up then? 
Chris Balance was there. Awesome. We declared freedom, right? The psalmist says, I declare I will seek you with all my what? Come on, church. I need some help this morning because it's we woke up early, right? I will seek you with all my Do not let me stray from your commands. So if we're seeking God with all of our heart and we're going down the road that he's called us on, we really, we don't want to stray. Sometimes we do, right? Get off the path. But we don't want to stray. We ask, Lord, help me to stay on that path. You know, our culture, this is a big deal, right? Follow your heart. Anybody ever heard that? Follow your, come on, let's all say it together. Follow your heart. Wrong. Don't follow your heart. At least maybe in, certain, in this situation. Because what did, what did we hear about earlier? Our heart is what? So why in the world will we follow our heart? I want to follow Jesus. I don't want to follow my heart. My heart is not perfect. My heart is deceitful. However, Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And so that, listen, we're not counted out. Right? This morning, like, Pastor Lane, this is a lot. I need some help. That's why we're all here, right? God's hospital right here. New Hope Church. How do we stay pure? Well, the Bible says by living the word, by seeking, by staying, by not straying, but staying in him. Let's look at this. You know, let's, let's just say for a moment that some of us have strayed off the path. Right? Maybe this week even. We strayed off the path. Let's assume that. Let's assume that we're, none of us are perfect in the church today. Amen? Let's assume that for a minute. You know, maybe our eyes have adjusted to the darkness. Let's assume that just for a moment. And maybe our heart, like the word says, has hardened it's not too late. Amen? I love what Stephanie spoke about earlier about God's love. You're, you're not too far from God this morning. You haven't strayed too far away for Him to bring you back into the fold. Because guess what? The Bible says He goes after, He leaves the 99. He goes after the one. Maybe you're that one today. And Jesus is like, come on back. I got something for you to do. Mom back. You guys will make me a southerner here soon. I'll start saying church instead of, I'll start saying church house instead of church. I'll start saying schoolhouse instead of school. But today, we want to create a culture of purity in our church. We want to create a culture of purity in Frostproof, in Polk County, don't we? Right? If we're believers, we're saying, Lord, 
How do we become pure? How can a young person or how can a family be pure? One, we got to go against the flow, right? So here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, I'm going to list a couple things today for us. How, how can we do this? How can we go, go against the flow? Number one, get your own heart right. Everybody say heart. Let's write this down. Get our own heart right. Look what it says in Proverbs 4.23. I know I mentioned Shannon. I mention him all the time because I look up to the guy. But listen. Listen. You know what? You know what happens often when he's coaching football? Is he says, get your heart right. And really this is where this comes from. Is, is our heart in the right place? It doesn't mean like you can somehow... Um, be right in what you're doing, but getting our heart right is simply just going to the Father and saying, God, you, you're going to have to be the one who makes my heart right. Purify my heart. Because look what it says here in Proverbs 4.23. Above all, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. And I'll go a little bit of a step further. Parents, if there's kids in your home, Guard their heart. We're called to take care of our kids. You know, now we'll, we'll like, there's commercials. I don't see many commercials anymore just because of the way we view things at our home. But once in a while, like, Emma will see a commercial and she's just like, commercials. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, it was normal to see a commercial. Now Emma rarely sees commercials. So once in a while, Emma will do this. She'll guard her heart. We got to train up our kids to guard their heart. Guard. You're like, well, I'm not saying the language in that movie. I'm not doing what they're doing. But listen, if we start watching what darkness is, what's going on in darkness, our eyes keep adjusting to it and it becomes normal. To us. You know, you're like, well, that joke's really funny, but it's so wrong. I'm not going to tell it today. What are we allowing the world to teach our kids? What does it say here in 1 Timothy 4.2? Emma, Emma, last night uh, at, at bedtime, now that, um, now that the sermon is on the app, it's actually on there early, so you could, you could actually come and preach the sermon for me. Uh, but it was on there on Saturday night, so Emma's like, let's read some scripture. So we're, we grab the app, and we're reading down through, and so we, I read all the scriptures from this morning to her, and this is the one that she had lots of questions about. Let's look at this. She's like, I can't believe they called someone that in the Bible. 1 Timothy 4.2, 4, such, such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose conscience have been seared as with a hot iron. Listen, when we're following darkness or we're, our, our eyes are being adjusted, it's like we're being seared by a hot iron. We're rationalizing things that are impure. Our thoughts, what we read, how we speak, how we respond. You know, Lord, help my heart be pure. 
Number two. Everybody say number two. Parent to the heart. Parent to the heart. You're like, Pastor Landon, I'm not a parent. You might be someday. All right? Do it in the right order. Number two, most parent to actions, right? A lot of us, we, and I do this too, we parent to actions. Kid does something, you know, we parent to the action. God calls us first to parent to the heart. You know, actions and behavior are what? They come from the abundance of the heart. So if we're parenting to the heart, and I have to learn this, then things begin to change. Look what it says in 1 Samuel 16, 7. Um, they were looking for a king, Israel. Samuel goes off on this journey, and he, he finds his home, and he goes through all the kids, and then he gets to a guy named David. And David is a pretty awesome guy, but Samuel couldn't see it from the outside. Look what it says. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, Praise the Lord. For I have rejected him. Alright? So he's talking about one of the others. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. It's all about what's in our heart. You know, Jesus focused on the heart. You know, Old Testament says, do not murder. Remember? Remember that one? Jesus says, even if you've hated someone in your heart, it's as if you murdered them. The Old Testament says, don't commit adultery. Jesus says, if you lust after someone, you've committed adultery in your heart. Jesus hammered the Pharisees. I love these times in the Bible. He, call, he called them hypocrites. You know, they, they would clean the outside of the cup. He says, you clean the outside of the cup, but the inside of the cup is dirty. You know, how can you drink? Oh, the cup looks beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, it's filthy. You know, so our biggest mistake in parenting is focusing on just the outward only. Sometimes you got to focus on the outward, right? They stop the kids in their tracks if they're doing something wrong. But outward submission doesn't last very long, does it? Because they're going to grow up and leave the house. We got a parent to the heart. You know, I remember when I was a kid, you remember your parents making you apologize to your siblings? Did any parents do that? A couple of us? Okay, my parents did that. We had to shake hands and apologize. Right? And then afterwards... We'd say something under our breath to, the, to the, my brother or sister. I'm sorry for punching you in the face. You deserved it. You know? <laughs> but my parents, we, they'd make us apologize, which is fine. But what's in the heart? Right? I still had issues in my heart. Right actions come from the right heart. You know, imagine the people, the little people in our homes, right? The little ones, you know, whatever age they are, kindergarten, elementary, middle school, high school, young adults, maybe kick them out because they need to get a job and go to college. 
know we now have a young adult uh, parent on the front row. <laughs> but we want when our kids grow up and leave the home, we want them to love Jesus. We want them to have a pure heart because it says they'll be blessed. Amen. And they won't just be blessed, they will see God. Let's look at the last one. In our homes, we want Christ-centered homes. And if we're going to do that, we need to pursue perfect purity of the heart. Everybody say perfect. You're like, Pastor Landon, I cannot be perfect. I've tried. It doesn't work. You're correct. But we can pursue perfection of our hearts. Do you know why? Because we know the perfecter of our heart. And his name is Jesus. And he is perfect. He is without any spot or blemish. He is the purity that we can have in our heart and in our life. You know, have you ever noticed that? That the, the word purity, that just means pure, right? I remember when I was younger, I remember going to camp and them talking about Jesus and them saying, you know, they're talking about sin and, and they say, imagine if I, if I made, uh, you know, um, I was, well, I th I've heard it this way, is a kid went to go to a movie, 16 years old, and mom's like, hey, that's a rated R movie. And the kid's like, well, there's only X amount of words and it's not that bad, right? So the mom's like, okay, um, no, you can't go. You can't go to the movie. And he's like, Why? So a couple hours later, the mom cooked some brownies, went out to the yard and got just a little bit of dog stuff from the yard, baked it in, brought it to the kitchen table and said, son, would you like some brownies? Yes. So how do you think they look? Oh, they look delicious, mom. But can I go to the movie? No, we can't go to the movie. They look delicious. Okay, well, and he starts to grab one. And the mom's like, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. She loves him, okay? She doesn't, like, she loves her kid. Hold on a second. Just want to let you know, 99% of that brownie is pure. It's good. 1%, I went out to the yard and uh, got some dog stuff. Um, just add just a little bit. And so this, the kid's like, Mom, I'm not going to eat the brownies. She's like, exactly. God's calling us to be pure. <laughs> Amen. Let's look at this. Ephesians 5, 3. But among you, there must not be even a, what, a hint of stuff from the yard. In the brownies. A hint of what? Sexual immorality. Or of any kind of impurity. Or of greed. Because these are improper for God's holy people. How much impurity will you allow in your home? I'm asking myself this question today for my home. 
Like, well, you're the pastor. You Listen, God work, works on me too every day. We're all in the same boat. How much impurity will we allow in our homes? You know, I think a lot of times in our culture, we, we give our hearts away to all sorts of things. Young people, we give our hearts away to boyfriend or girlfriend at school. We start giving our heart away to things that that really aren't as good as God. And God's saying, give me your heart and you will see. Because if we're in darkness, we can't see. Our, our eyes definitely start adjusting. But God's saying, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So, where's your heart today? Let's stand for a moment before we leave. Maybe this message offended you today. Right? Maybe this message made you a little defensive today. That means God wants to help check your heart. He wants to do something in your heart. Isn't that awesome that God wants to do something in your heart? Maybe it was hard for you to hear that today. But you know what? There's something really exciting before we go. And if so, everybody could kind of stay still for a moment for me. I, I know there's people walking around here. Something exciting and encouraging today. Maybe you say, you know what, Pastor Landon, I want to know God. I want to be in that space where I see God. I want, I want the pure things. I want God to clean me up. You know what, though? Our hearts can't be fixed unless we give it to the Creator. They can't be pure unless we say, God, purify me from all of my unrighteousness. Can we bow our heads for a moment? Maybe that's you today. For even the first time, or maybe like, uh, maybe just say, you know what? I, I want a fresh start in the Lord. Can you say that to me today by saying, by putting your hand up, that's just saying, God, I want a pure heart. I'm giving you my heart today. Can you just do that with your hands raised, if that's you. Thank you. All over the place. That's awesome. Purify me. And you know what's amazing as our eyes are closed still? You know what's amazing? That God says to us, He says in Ezekiel, I will give you a new heart. Come on. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you a, your heart of stone.
your hardened heart and give you a heart of flesh, a soft heart that says, God, do with me what you will. Amen. Can we pray together today? You can pray this after me if you want to. Jesus, I want to be pure. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Open my eyes. Take my old, stony, hardened heart and give me a new heart. Give me a heart that's moldable. A heart of flesh. Soften me to you. It's your heart now. In Jesus' name, Amen. Before you go for a moment, isn't that amazing what God does? That He that He promises us that He will take something from us that's not right, that's imperfect, and He gives it to us brand new. I don't know about you, but that's special. And so maybe this morning, if that was you, say, I, I said that prayer for the first time, or I really want to spend more time with the Lord. Um, we're going to keep it at this music for a moment. If you want to come up, we, we'd love to pray with you. So if, if this morning you're like, I just want prayer, and the rest of us, if we need to go, or we're going to hang out for the business meeting, that'll be in about 10 minutes. But if you could help us, just respect the people who will probably come up here and want to pray with us. And uh, if we could get Miss Rose and uh, Mr. Shannon and a few others who want to can help us pray. But come and come and spend a moment with the Lord. Amen. Let me pray over you today, Lord. We thank you for today. We we pray as we go, uh, we go in you, Lord, that our hearts are in you, Lord. I pray that we see change, not because of what we do, but because of what you are doing. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen. So if you want prayer this morning, come on up. If you want to stay for the business meeting, please, if you are a member, please stay. If you aren't, you can still stay. But if you need prayer this morning, please come. We'd love to pray with you today. Miss Rose is here. Mr. Shannon's here. Thank you.